BMW. The 77%. Hey there, welcome to another episode of your show, The 77%. This is the show specifically curated for African young people. I'm your host, Jojo Kachi, coming to you from our studios in Bonn, Germany. Today, we are diving into the money talk, specifically focusing on the debt game. But hold up, we are not talking about your personal debts. We are zooming in on the bigger picture, the debt that your country owes those international lenders. So what's your feeling about how these funds are being managed in your country? Talking about uh, debt restructuring, and in particular Zambia, while debt restructuring gives us an opportunity for financial stability, there is exploiting of resources. All right, we will be hearing more perspectives from young people in Zambia, one of the countries currently in negotiations for debt restructuring. We are also expecting a heated conversation on the debt situation in Ghana, a country facing similar challenges. You can also be part of today's conversation on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Remember, we are trying to understand your opinion on your country's debt management. We've already received numerous comments, and I'd like to share some before we continue. And I begin with Mazi OBC. Okereke, you're saying, why bother restructuring the debt when African leaders tend to accumulate new debt shortly after? Nigeria once restructured and cleared its international debt, but subsequent presidents engage in a race to become the highest borrowers. History seems to repeat itself. Taya Elisha is being sarcastic here and is saying, in Ghana, we are fortunate to have an economic mastermind as our vice president. With his economic management team, we believe in their ability to effectively handle the management of our country's debt. Now, more African countries are likely to join Chad, Zambia, Ethiopia, and Ghana in seeking to restructure their debt under the G20 Common Framework for Debt Treatments, according to the United Nations. However, many young people in debt-ridden African nations feel their leaders have mishandled finances to their detriment. In Ghana, the debt management question is one that many have varied opinion about. DW Zaiza Kalechi and his panel in Accra are ready to take up the conversation from here. Thank you so much, George, and welcome all of you to Accra for this debate on debt restructuring in Africa and how African leaders seek for foreign support to restructure their debts after they have run into the ditch with their economies. On a panel for this conversation, I have Chonam Klenz Akbelu, who is an economist. Gabriel Nati is a, a young person who has a banking background. And Peter Ofori is also a young person with an economics background. They are going to be my panel members for this conversation. Let me start with you, Gabriel, on this topic. Tell me what comes to mind when you hear um, the word, a country is in debt. Okay, so generally as an individual, when I hear that a country is in debt, what comes to mind is we owe a certain amount that we are yet to pay and then to some extent we are unable to pay. That's what comes to mind when I hear that a country is in debt. Peter, I understand that when you spend more than your revenue uh, gives you, 
That is when your expenditure outweighs that of your revenue. You are being compelled to go and borrow. And so in that case, um, a situation whereby you are spending more than what you are getting from your revenue, be compared to go and borrow. And how do you feel about it that many African countries, including Ghana, are spending more than they have and they are always borrowing and they are in debt? In fact, I feel bad. I feel very, very bad. Sometimes I just don't understand um, our leaders or, or, or just when they, have, when they want the power, they will just tell you that um, just vote for me. When I become the leader, I'll try as much as possible to minimize the level of um, our depthness. But uh, at the end, you never see or realize that um, promise that they give to us. And that's quite unfortunate. Okay, so personally to me as an individual, I don't like to be in debt. It, it creates a certain consciousness in my mind. Anyone who is in debt or any debtor is like a slave to the creditor. So whenever a country as Ghana is in debt or owes a certain amount to a certain country, we more or less are seen as slaves to those countries because at a point in time, we end up doing what those countries expect us to do. And it's a very bad thing. It taints our integrity and then it doesn't speak well of us as well. It speaks about how we are unable to manage our economy so well. Now let me turn to the economist uh, on the panel who has vast experience on these issues, uh, the expert as you see. Uh, Mr. Chonam Cleanse Akpelo, what do we mean by a country is in debt? It simply means that the country has borrowed and is unable to honor its debt obligation, or, or otherwise is unable to pay back the money they borrowed. And these are essentially internal or external borrowing, uh, external mainly from um, external creditors like the, the donor community, i.e. the IMF, the World Bank, the, uh, the, Bristol, the Britain Wood Institution, so-called. Then also internal market which mainly is through um, instruments like the treasury bills and long-term bonds and all of that. The challenge has been that the political arrangement we have, where, uh, uh, which is essentially democracy, where political parties before elections promise many things. And so when they eventually win power, they are expected to deliver on the things that they promise on. So as a result, they need to find the money to build the things that they promise. So most of them promise a lot of infrastructure, which is not cheap. And most of these things that they do are social amenities, so like roads, hospitals, schools. And these projects do not necessarily are bankable, or otherwise they don't bring returns because they are social goods. But if you borrow money, you have to pay back. The issue is, where are you going to get the money to pay back if these projects don't earn you money? That is really where the challenge is. It's not bad to, to be in debt. Okay, so let's establish the point that borrowing is not a bad thing necessarily. But we're talking about sustainability, the sustainability of the borrowing, or how prudent you are in the borrowing. That, that is where the issue is. So that if you were borrowing to implement a project that is not bankable, that's questionable, because you have to pay back the money. Somebody has to be able to pay back the debt. And, and so what is prudent is when you um, borrow to implement projects that allows you to be able to make money. So for example, if you are building a road, you should tow the road. That way you can be able to mobilize the money so that the project themselves to be able to serve as collateral 
for the borrowing. But help us understand at what point will we say that the country really um, is struggling with its debt? Okay, so most of the borrowings come with terms and conditions. So you borrow, you have, let's say, two years moratorium as a grace period after which you begin to pay. So most of these payments are statutory. So every, say, every three months, you pay X amount of money to service your debt. If you are in distress, it's a situation where you are unable to fulfill your debt obligations. Let me come back to you, Peter and Gabriel. Why do you think that a lot of African countries are in debt? I'm sure that uh, we can also attribute to poor management. You see, um, um, for you to become a self-reliant uh, country, I think that um, management also is also a crucial part of um, be, become uh, independent as a country because if you are not managing your resources well, if there is mismanagement and then the leaders too ha have not actually um, decided to um, effect change, definitely the country will not be in position to be self-reliant in, in, in therefore so therefore it will be compared to borrow in that case we'll, we'll get to that situation so the truth is we've been borrowing huge sums of money for projects and other things but then um, the question is where are the projects the purpose for which the money was taken for, where are they? We are not seeing them. These monies end up going into the pockets of individuals. They hold the monies and then they end up going for another money. So it's like they are taking the monies and then saving it for their f generations in the future. You're still listening to the 77% radio debate coming to you from Accra, Ghana. Uh, we are discussing Africa's indebtedness. Many African countries are in debt and they are seeking to restructure those debts. And in doing that, they have to seek for foreign support. We're talking about what Africans think of this phenomenon, a trend that has been there for many years now. We are not done with the debate. We are going back to the studios for some of your messages when we return. We'll take a look at how African countries can really break this jinx of indebtedness and ensure that their economies are back on track. Don't go away, we'll be right back. Well, Isaac, this is a very controversial topic, I must say, and allow me to read one comment, uh, then we go to Zambia and hear what young people are saying before we come back to you and continue with the debate. Now, uh, I think I will go with Balangombe, who writes, the IMF is an institution with concerning practices. There seems to be a lack of consideration for the well-being of African nations. Providing funds to leaders who may not use them effectively only exacerbates the problems. Moving forward, African countries should have a say in whether they choose to borrow money from such institutions rather than leaving it to a selected few. The consequences often fall on us, the ordinary citizens. You too can have your opinion count on this raging debate. Remember, this is the 77% show, and I'm your host, George Okachi, Idborn, Germany. Well, before we continue with that interesting debate from Ghana's capital, Accra, let's now head to Zambia, where our correspondent, Glory Mushinge, spoke to some Zambians. It's a problem of uh, dependency syndrome. The other side of the coin is that there's an idea that we need validation from the West in order to get things done. So my thoughts are that going to ask for help is okay, but at some point you need to be independent. Talking about uh, 
debt restructuring in Africa and in particular Zambia. While debt restructuring gives us an opportunity for financial stability, there is exploiting of resources. African leaders mostly have already looted their own country's resources for their self-benefit. So now the only way they can try to balance the country is by asking from other countries affecting the, the economies. Our economy would do much better than the West, but what do we see? We see exploitation of our resources. We do have enough resources as a country to be able to support ourselves. We produce a lot of copper in Zambia. If we are able to set a proper copper processing company, do everything and transport copper, which is already processed, we can be making a lot out of it. <laughs> Very well. Those are Zambian young people weighing in with their opinion. Isaac, as you've heard from Zambians who spoke to our very own Glory Mushinge, let's now continue with a conversation from Accra. Welcome back from the studios in Bonn, Germany. Let's now continue the conversation and we want to now talk about how to fix the problem, how to break the jinx. Mr. Akpelu, um, once a country like we've seen uh, in the past decade, the trend is that African countries are, are increasing their debt portfolios. Ghana is, for example, an example. We know what happened a couple of years ago where the country had to start to restructure its debt. At what point do you, does a country then begin to restructure its debt? Okay, so restructuring essentially is very simple. I owe you money. I am unable to pay. I come to you and say, look, I promise to pay you at the end of June, but I'm unable to pay. Can we discuss the terms again? So Rediscussion of that terms is essentially the restructuring. And it's happening because the government over the years are unable to meet their debt obligations because of all of these uh, reasons that we've given. Restructuring may just may favor the country that really is in distress, but there are other implications for those who borrow to the government. There are enormous implications. Number one, if you are borrowing to government, for example, you're a pensioner, you typically need to buy medicines at the end of um, every month, for example. You, you are, you are probably on well your medications. So you rely on proceeds from investment, say in treasury bills or, or bonds, to buy your medications. But because of some of these restructuring, that are saying that they are only able to pay you after six years. That's if you are even able, if you are alive to the CCS to be able to receive your payment. So it affects the citizens, in a big way, citizens that are you know, investing in, in the government treasuries, government bonds. Number two, the external creditors. They, they need to borrow to other people. You're not the only borrower in the market. So if, because of you, they are unable to mobilize the money they need in order to borrow other people, it have effects on those people who will not be able to get money because of your action. Let me come back to you. Peter, um, do you know anyone who was affected by this kind of domestic restructuring of loan? Yes, I know a lot of people. Some of my very close friends were affected by this restructuring. And honestly, they were very disappointed in the decision the government made because um, as you are here, if, if you invest an amount of money in the bank and you wake up one day just to be told that the value of that money has been reduced, you feel bad. So I had friends or I have friends who were affected by that and to date they still complain bitterly about the debt restructuring. 
as I, I stand here, I remember that um, in 20, um, 2018, I was uh, I, I had an investment with Gold Coast. I saved almost about 1,800 cities, and I can assure you that I lost that amount of money. And, and what Peter is talking about, 1,800, relatively could be uh, about 120 uh, euros in terms of for, for our audience who are global to understand. Yes. Um, and, and you lost that? I lost that. Let me come to you now, Mr. Akpelu. Let's talk uh, quickly as we wrap up this conversation. Let's talk about the conversation around debt relief or debt forgiveness. Is it embarrassing for African countries to be asking for debt forgiveness? It is very embarrassing because the last debt forgiveness we witnessed, that's hippie, highly indebted poor countries, under President Kufo in Ghana, I recall at the time, where uh, most of the projects that you see, you see hippie projects, Essentially, those are projects that resulted from the HIPIC initiative. So our, our hope at the time would be that that would be the end. But to wake up today and be discussing debt forgiveness, it's, it's embarrassing to say the least. Africa is endowed with enormous natural resources. You cannot have all of these natural resources and be going to be begging for debt. You are almost like a joke. Because if you have natural resources, we should be able to create solutions that deal with our situation. We should be able to leverage on these natural resources we have to tackle our to create jobs, to create value for ourselves. Peter, first of all, our leaders must have a, a total change, attitude change. If we want to develop as a country, um, uh, if we want to um, 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 have a situation whereby we not go for uh, loans from um, other countries, I think that we uh, the dealers has to have a, a mindset change mindset. Gabriel, we always say that we are blessed with um, enormous resources, but then the question is where do these resources pass? The monies we generate from them, where do they pass? So there should be proper check and balances with regards to the uh, locally generated resources, our natural resources, because if we are able to increase our exports, we'll be able to generate more foreign exchange, and then with that, it will help reduce the amount of debt we owe. Well, that will be all for this conversation, an interesting conversation that I must say took place. Uh, we've been talking about Africa, and the indebtedness of African countries. I'm Isaac Kaleji. I had a conversation with Chonam Klensakpelu, who is an economist. Also, you had Peter Ofori, Gabriel Nati, all young people with finance, banking, and economics background. I'm handing you over back to George in the studios in Bonn, Germany, for the rest of the program. Many thanks, Isaac Alechi and your panel, for the insightful debate from Accra, Ghana. Now, the key takeaway from African countries advocating for debt restructuring is a complex situation where, despite government's efforts, citizens express discontent with the current approach to debt management. The varied opinions, as we've heard from Ghana and Zambia, highlights the need for more accountability and transparency. But remember that your opinion counts on this subject matter, and this is an ongoing conversation. Go to our Facebook page, DW Africa, and drop your comment on this matter. And as we wind up, you can listen to this show on our website at dw.com forward slash Africa. Additionally, the show is available as a podcast on Spotify. 
On behalf of the entire team, we sincerely appreciate you, our listener and Facebook follower, for your valuable contributions to this topic. My name is George Okachi, and God bless you. <music>